Some will, some won't. Who cares? Move on. Someone's waiting. What the hell does this mean? And how does it apply to your business? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. You ready to go? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Yo, what is poppin'? Welcome to T-Lop. Welcome to T-Lop. We are in the new set. John, are you done? No. This thing is no, fire. we're not done yet. It's we're not done no, yet. There's so much more to be had. So like the T-Lop community, like this T-Lop brand, everything is a work in progress. Yeah, it's a whip. So we are inviting these folks. Yeah to grow with us i mean if you want that's something that disney would say hey come grow with me if you want to be cool before being cool is cool you can come hang with the cool kids there we go what he said times that by two um today's episode by the way some will some won't who cares move on this is how i coach and teach sales professionals regardless of industry like it started with mortgage sales professionals because it was once taught to me mm-hmm. and by the way in the intro i said some will some won't who cares move on someone's waiting Shout out to producing branch manager, top producer, Sue Batello out of the Fort Lauderdale Beach um, uh, market. Yeah, She's been holding down the fort for Waterstone Mortgage in that market for over a decade. Mm-hmm. And she's the person who added on someone's waiting. But today's episode is going to be a deep dive into what does this really mean? Because I have learned some will, some won't, who cares, move on can be negative if there aren't two or three other components that are hyper-focused mm-hmm. and included. Meaning, mm-hmm. if you're just like, oh, who cares? I don't think you want to run a successful business or you'll be able to run a successful business. Just be like, I don't care. Yeah, Like, it don't matter. I don't care if I call that so that, that person back. I don't care if I do what I say I'm going to do. I don't care if I, if I under-deliver on something I promise because some will, some won't. Who cares? Move on. It's like, no, no, no. No, that's a good mantra, but you have to add other components. It's right. almost like it comes with um, some caveats. Right. On that note, all the PSAs are over with. Thank God. <sighs> I, um, this studio I, doesn't I, come free, John. We have, to, we have to raise some money. at sales. Go you are terrible at sales. What makes you terrible at sales? Because I don't like people, and you got to work with people to make a sale. Facts. Yeah, those are I facts. Think that's probably why a lot of salespeople struggle with it is because they force feed themselves talking to people when really they're just introverts and don't accept it. You know, it's interesting. I recently was on a call with a team member over at the mortgage company, and um, I was actually impressed because this person raised their hand and they're like, hey, I would love to be a part of this process. And the process here is we're, we're looking to onboard a new branch. Okay. And this person's role in our organization is to be an integral part of onboarding. Mm-hmm. But this person's role is not a sales role. Okay. She wanted to make this onboard the best ever. She wanted to impress so much. You could see the nervous energy almost coming through the zoom meeting. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, deep breath, take a step back. It's all going to be okay. And she likes people, this person I'm thinking of, but you know, sales isn't per, is her, 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 her forte, right. right? So yes, I do believe you probably aren't any good at sales because you don't like people, but you could like people and also not good be at sales because for sure there's something about the fear of rejection, yeah. uh, putting yourself out there 
understanding that you have to build it while you grow, right, right. that you might not know what you're doing and you have to be okay with that. Like people will talk about, oh, just fake it till you make it. I've never fully appreciated that particular um, ism mm-hmm. because you don't want to fake anything or you don't want to be fake, but you sometimes have to present imposter in a manner that you don't necessarily shine a light on your deficiencies or your inexperience. And you have to have a team behind you or resources behind you where you have to find a way to say, hey, look, I'm pretty new. I don't know that answer, but I'm smart. I'm diligent. I'm resourceful. Give me some time. Mm-hmm. I'll go find the answer and I'll get back to you. I would appreciate you more if you were honest and told me that up front rather than a lie to my face. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I don't really like the fake it till you make it yeah. because people try to fake it. They try to be something they're not. They're posers. They're tryhards. And there's nothing worse. Right. But I don't mind if I say, hey, John, how long have you been doing this? And you're like, yeah, you know what? Um, this is my first year. I don't, you don't need to tell me that you just started yesterday. You can say this is my first ah, year and you're not lying to me. Year. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah, this is my first year. Or if you're on month 10 or 11, oh, I'm getting ready to start my second year. There's nothing wrong in my opinion with you saying that. If I asked you a question, unless it was about a guideline because you're a mortgage loan originator, you're a CPA or whatever the case may be, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if you said, you know what? The guideline on that recently changed and I get probably 200 emails a day. And I remember getting an email a few days ago Mm -hmm. and I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing and digest it. Let me do this. Let me give you a call back. Let me go find that email. I'm going to review it. And I may even like talk about it with one of my mentors in the office, one of my managers. And then I give you a call back. That way I'm making sure I'm giving you the right answer and not just the answer that comes top of mind. That to me would be a good example of how someone could quote unquote fake it to make it. Um, but today we're talking about some will, some won't, who cares, move on. What does that really mean? How can we make that make sense? How can we apply it without ever being gross? Cause the last thing we ever want to do in sales is be ick, right? Like my kids talk about like, Oh, he has an ick or she has an ick. Like we don't want to have an ick when we're in sales. We want to be known. We want to be liked. We want to be trusted, but we also need to be true to thine self. And that's where this motto really comes into play. Okay. So we're going to break it down. You ready? I've been ready. You've been ready. And we're probably going to end up uh, creating some kind of a YouTube video on this. Okay. And we're going to put it up on the TLOP YouTube channel. Hell yeah. Which is also a good place where you can go watch previous episodes. Mm -hmm. But it's where you can find a tremendous amount of additional content is on our YouTube channel. So here goes. If you start with some will... Some won't, who cares, move on. And if you're Subatello, someone's waiting. Yes. Someone's waiting is just a reminder that, you know, you're so in demand that you've built out this brand and this following that someone truly is waiting. But we're going to leave that off. We'll let her teach that to her loan officers up there on the Fort Walton Beach market. But some will, some won't, who cares, move on. The very first thing it teaches me as a sales professional is that it is a numbers game. Like I have to recognize that it's a it's sales sales is a numbers game. Not all people are going to like me early on in my career. That hurt early on in my career. I, I couldn't really overcome that. Mm. But once I started embracing what that meant, I'm like, Oh, some people don't like me because I'm a dude and they don't like buying from men. I can't change that I'm a dude. Well, technically I can. That's a difference. But I'm not, I'm not in a point in my life where I'm looking to make that change. Mm -hmm. I don't have any desires to make that change. So I'm going to embrace who I am and I'm a dude. Mm -hmm. And they wanted someone who was softer. 
So this has to give me permission to allow the insecure, shallow self, my inner self say, Hey, it's okay that they didn't choose you. It's okay that they went somewhere else because you just weren't their flavor. I mean, look, not all women like bald dudes, not all women like redheads. If I had red hair, there's going to be a flock of women that are like, oh my gosh, we love gingers. And I have a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. There's going to be opportunities where people are like, I don't like redheads. At which point, I don't care how funny I am or how robust my, my personality is, I'm probably not going to gain their attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. And sales, the same thing uh, applies. So me understanding some will, someone who cares, move on. It was my way of saying, Dustin, you have permission not to be liked. It sales is a numbers game. I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I actually needed to hear that. It also forces me to understand that I have an ideal client. Like, as a loan originator, you should have an ideal referral source, but you should also have an ideal client, right? Like, my ideal referral source is somebody that is polished. It is somebody that is full-time, somebody that is professional and in growth mode. I don't care male or female. I don't care gay or straight. I don't care old or young. I don't care two years in the industry or 25 years in the industry. I don't care Remax, Keller Williams, EXP, or some boutique. I care most that they're in growth mode. Growth mode means that they're constantly looking to to figure out ways to become better, Mm -hmm. whatever better looks like for them, Mm -hmm. that they are polished, that they are professional. Like that's what I look for. So that is my ideal client. And then when they refer, I want them to refer me because I'm good at what I do and they trust me. So they have to be able to refer well. They, they control their client. They control their transaction. That's my ideal referral source. And I can write that down on a piece of paper and I can search for that. Okay. If it's a borrower, I look for a borrower who plays by the rules. I look for a borrower who is seeking advice and, and seeking consultation. Now I can get so granular with understanding my ideal audience. I could tell you, I want a veteran who works a kind of like blue collar, but managerial job, their dual income Dank. household. Thanks. Uh, they have kids. I'm fine with kids. Cause things will be dual income. Damn. No, no kids. Sorry. I just, you're default. a dink. I default to that. You're a dink. Hold on. So if they don't do yeah, income. dual income, no kids. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's dink. income kids. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That would be they're a different dicks. acronym. Yeah. They're they're dicks. Dicks. I was going to say they're <laughs> that's why, yeah. Dual income with, with, kids. Uh, with kids. We got to yeah. leave the W out. Really the W yeah, out to make right. them dicks. But yeah. anyhow, no, but I can get so granular. I want a 690 credit score where it's dual income. Both people make uh, individually the household income for, for the median area. So I live in Orlando, Florida. The median household income is 55 grand. So both people make individually 55. So household income is 110 to probably 140. Mm-hmm. And that particular client I love because they play by the rules. They're grateful for the advice that I give. They make enough money that qualifying is not going to be an issue. Um, and they're more than likely going to refer me because they, they appreciated the job that I did. Yeah. And I say veteran, cause I love doing VA home loans. I think it's the, the best, the best financial instrument that is, that is out there. Um, and I like giving back to those that, that served our country. Like that's, that's just me. So when I'm talking about some will, someone who cares, move on. Yes. At first I'm like, Hey, Dio sales is a numbers game. Don't get your panties in a wad that so-and-so didn't want to use you because you weren't soft. Cause I'm not soft. And there's people who haven't used me and my services because I go hard because I'm full of drive and they wanted someone who is more motherly, someone who's going to hold their hand a little bit, someone who is going to, uh, lower their, their tone by 27 decibels. Not me. Okay. Yeah. That's what they wanted. Yeah. Not me. 
Um, and then the, the second part is some will, some won't, who cares, move on. I have to understand that it's telling me if you know who your ideal client is, both client and customer, right? Referral source, as well as the actual customer that's going to be using your product or service. And if you focus all of your marketing efforts and all of your attention, all of your networking to attract those people, yeah. I'm talking the words you use, the images you use, the platforms you use to, to market yeah. yourself, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're going to attract more of the right people at which point some will, some won't, who cares, move on becomes less likely yeah. because as you attract more people who, who want to interact with you, it's like most will. Right. Instead of some, some will, it's most will. Yeah. Um, some won't. Who cares? Get Move rid on. of them. Someone's waiting. Yeah, yeah. Someone's waiting. And then the last thing that I, I need people to understand if you're going to embrace this, which by the way, I embraced this and it made a huge difference in my approach in business, not just in mortgage or loan origination. Like I'm talking business, whether it's my real estate investment company or whether it's what we're doing over here at TLOP and TLOP online, Shout which is a business online. in itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, it would be a business if it made money, but eventually it'll be a business. It's still a hobby for a passion project. It's a passion project. Yep. No, nah, it, it actually generates really good revenue. We just keep on taxes? dumping. We keep on dumping the revenue back into making it better. Yep. We're 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 like we're doing the long the long play. Are we? Yes. Yeah, we're following Mark Zuckerberg's uh, footprints. Who? The long the long. Never play. heard of him. You know, Mark Zuckerberg. He founded Facebook allegedly. Right. There's a whole movie about it. Did he really found it? Did he rip the idea off? Who knows? Lawsuits were were filed. Settlements were were settled. People, are, people they, got paid. That get that rich. Go somewhere. I should never hear or see from you again. Go on. But go buy your shitty. But island. a cool story about it is is people were pushing him to monetize. You need to sell ads. You need oh, to sell yeah, sponsorships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and he kept on saying, no, we're not ready. No, we're not ready. Like, I feel like what we've been doing at TLOP is like, no, we're just getting started. Yeah. We don't need to go bastardize our product. We don't need to push so that, like, you know, JC can start traveling first class. No, I just need that uh, Rich Carlton membership. Well, hey, that's a 2025 goal. What we're doing right now is we're taking any money that we do generate, we're reinvesting it back into the that company. That is absolutely true. Right, back into the content, back these into the platform. Free. These mics ain't free. You see these mic stands? This shit wasn't cheap. No, the cameras, the lights, you the see mics. this massive the, table, this chalice? I got these from the Vikings. Yes. Yeah, so Straight from the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I don't know how I got sidetracked on that. Because you said take your time, Mark Zuckerberg. What we're building here takes time. And just like what you're saying with people in business, it takes time or something. Okay. Oh, I know what I was saying. I was saying this this particular ism. Right. Right. This this motto, mm -hmm. some will, some won't, who cares, move on. It, I said it, it works not just for mortgage loan right. originators. It, yeah. it worked in my real estate investment company. It works with what we're doing over at TLOP Online. It works for my friends who are financial advisors, who are commercial realtors or, you know, residential real estate agents, whatever the case may be. If you're in sales and business, you should embrace this. And then the third tenet that you need to understand if you're going to live this lifestyle is it only works if you yourself are about professional betterment, personal development. Because if not, you're just going to be a dick. You're going to be someone who churns and burns clients, churns and burns customers, ends up getting bad reviews. And I don't know about you, but I've never wanted to be a part of something where the only way we can keep the lights on is by attracting new people and different people because we 
over embraced the who cares aspect. Yeah. No, it's like, no, I care about my quality of product. I care about the service that, that I provide. Mm -hmm. I care that people feel like we over deliver and we under promise. Like I have to care. I have to be focused as James Clear talks about on becoming 1% better. And I need to attend the conferences. I need to pay for professional development. I need to be professionally coached. And if I do all of those things, then it gives me permission to embrace the slogan, some will, some won't, who cares, move on. So then all of a sudden we come full circle. It's like, oh, I can only embrace the slogan, some will, some won't, who cares, move on. If first and foremost, I care about my product. I care about my service. I'm focused on professional and personal betterment. And I invest in my future self. If I'm doing that, then I can embrace this motto. And by embracing this motto, I'm going to give myself permission to not be everything to all people. I'm also going to use this motto to force me to do the proper exercises to determine who is my ideal client, who's my ideal customer, who's my ideal referral source. And I'm going to remember in general, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Keep on pushing one foot in front of the other, head down, blinders on, in mush, and you'll turn around six months, nine months, 12 months later. And if you're focused on the right things, you're intentional with the time that you're dedicating, you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. Well said, Dustin. Hey, give him Mark, start clapping. So it's just not, that was good. That was, yeah, that so, was powerful. Powerful. That's what we were going for today. I don't think we have to do one of these 45 minute back and forth dissertations. Like, I think this is what the people needed I today. Mean, most of the, the conversations are one sided anyway. But yes, I would love for us to get to the point where I do most of the talking. Uh, you know what? Let's do that. What Absolutely topic are we going to cover? Absolutely not. What topic are we going to cover? Aliens, drugs, and conspiracy theories. All right. I mean, I think you could teach a thing or two about how shit. to work all this. You want to talk about a 20 year vet and some shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm looking at here's what's interesting, John, and we will conclude this episode. But like it was really cool. I was sitting back in this chair. I was watching you get everything set up. And yeah, Mark Holmes is is still in town from Shout Chicago. So yep. So our Indefinitely. Our, I'm gonna cancel every trip he has back <laughs> home. And uh but you know, Mark's Mark's sitting back, he has his laptop out, he's watching us do what, what we do. But what Mark was doing was asking you questions. And then to hear your answers, I'm like, you sell yourself short. Of like, course. You could totally Shit. have someone walk in here yeah. if if they wanted to 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 do a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, in a box set up. No, no. What, what do you call it? A, a studio tour. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you could teach them uh, everything that you do. Yeah. Yeah, you know that. You just have to find, you know, 25 or 30,000 people who actually want to listen to you talk about your cameras, your lights, your mics, your editing software, right. everything else. My essence, my ether, my mana, I only give to people in the real world that I care about. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I kicked off the show today mm -hmm. different than I did last last episode. Last episode, I remembered to slide in T-Lop. Mm -hmm. This episode, I reverted back. It's so natural that I didn't even catch it. It's yeah, I so reverted organic. back. So yeah. And then hopefully, y'all, pretty soon, sooner than later, the goal is we're only going to have one of these recorded episodes once a week. It'll drop every Friday. John's trying to figure out when the perfect time to drop it on Friday will Do be. You know what the uh, 
Does this shit told me it told me to start dropping these at 6 p.m. on Friday. I don't know about that. Can someone in the chat or something, if you watch this on YouTube, can you leave us a comment? Because I know there's a lot of people that wake up at like 3 a.m. and like listen to this podcast when I drop them in the morning on the way home. So I don't know. I hate metrics. I hate data. So just tell me if you want me to start dropping these at 6 p.m. on Friday, which seems asinine. Yeah. You know what? We're, we're going to follow the data. We're, we're going to hire some some more coaches and consultants and help them really. Yo, shout out to those people that actually want to help other people better themselves. Yeah. Yeah. We had an awesome call with Mike Faraci. Yeah. Mike Faraci. Faraci, Faraci. I should probably know that, but nonetheless, Shut up, Mike. we we paid for an hour-long consultation with with, well, with Mike, and well, full disclosure, well, well, I was like, yo, I'm pretty, pretty confident I was wasted $500. I got off that call. I was like, damn, Take I'm so money. happy I spent $500 that we don't have, by the way, uh, put it on my personal credit card, not on the T-Lock credit card. Yeah, because like YouTube is his jam. Yeah. YouTube is where... We're going to level up. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mike just had nugget after nugget after nugget. And Mike's the one that said, Hey, do you all have a cadence of when you drop your episodes? I'm like, Yeah, we drop every Tuesday, every Friday. He goes, But at what time? 1 a.m. Just because I just did 1 a.m. because people want to wake up and listen to the podcast. Yeah. And then Mike's like, No, there's actually data analytics and there's research that will tell you when yeah, to drop it. So, show me a heat map. Yep. So, a heat map. How about that? So, John's <laughs> going to work with Mike and we're going to figure out when to drop our recorded episodes on Friday, yeah. 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m. I'll let y'all decide yeah. that and whatever you go with, go with it. If y'all have some input, hey, put, put, yeah. put in the we comments. We like, for some ungodly reason, Dustin and the rest of the team want to start engaging more with the people out there. So like, yeah, feel free to reach out, you know, on Instagram or TikTok. Yeah, you know, we are at the Lone Officer Podcast on Instagram. Shoot us a DM and tell us what time JC should drop on Friday. Mm -hmm. But what we are going to be doing going forward here in the near future <laughs> is on Tuesdays, we're going live, baby. And John, you're telling me I'm going to be able to go live on IG, YouTube, and Facebook, and LinkedIn all at the same time? Well, I know you did that as like a double like psych out. Like, well, if I say it on air, it'll like pressure him to do it. No, that never works. I'll drop the ball at the one-yard line and then yell at the coach for taking me out the game. No, it'll be ready no, soon. 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 Coming to but a theater near you. Coming to a theater new year, but <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. Oh no, but we will we will be doing a wow. live episode noon Eastern. I think noon Eastern. Yeah, noon Eastern. Noon noon Eastern. It'll drop on Tuesdays. We're gonna stream it uh, definitely on YouTube and LinkedIn. I don't know about the other two. Oh platforms. yeah, we no, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it set up. All right, very cool. John, do you have anything else to share with these fine, awesome people who tune into us? The answer is no. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. We appreciate you and we thank you. Yeah, thank you for real though. For tuning in to Lone Officer Podcast. Make sure you're following us over on our YouTube channel because going forward, it's more than just a place to watch the podcast. Um, and make sure you're following us up on all of our social handles. That's TikTok. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. That's LinkedIn. And even me individually, first name Dustin, last name Owen. You can find me on LinkedIn. I love to be followed and connected with. But that is all the time we have for you today. We do look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace.